0: strongly cautioned: the following programs are intended for mature audiences over the age of 18. These programs may contain some materials that many parents would not find suitable for children. The program may contain intense violence, sexual situations, coarse language, and suggestive dialogue.
1: What's up, you guys? This is EJ Rivera, A.K.A. the Anaplex guy, here with Anaplex of America, and you are listening to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. My name is Jose Gometto, and with me tonight is... ASM Roderio Maddox. And...
3: Sketch, the guy who won't tell you his real name. It's Andrew. And... <laughs> your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And with us tonight
2: is a very special guest who will be joining us for most of the episode. Uh, please introduce yourself, sir, and tell us why you are here.
0: Uh, hey everyone, I'm the Jerry Gelb donator, uh, Rafael Lorena, also known as Sorcerer Lance Online. I thought your name was Lance. I was going to call you Lance for the rest of the episode. You're I more was than call free, him free Lance to the pants. You are more than free to,
2: sir.
3: I can't you, decide which name pants. is cooler. Or...
2: Raphael uh, is a pretty cool name. Either or, I'm fine. I yeah, usually yeah, like to call people by their real names, so I might go with Raphael.
0: Of course, I like Raphael better. <laughs> so so Leonardo Donatello. I hear that all the time back in elementary school.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. I was going to say, Raphael kind of fitting for an artist actually. Mm,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs>
4: yeah you, you're actually,
2: I mean, let's go back to the Jerry Gelb thing, but we'll get into you a, a little more about you. Uh, why exactly are you here again? Like you, you donated to Jerry Gelb and
0: well, yeah, I've donated to Jerry Gelb, uh, pretty much donated enough to be able to be on the, the show for, uh, a segment for uh, a topic, <laughs> uh, tinyurl.com front
2: slash Jerry Gelb. And thank you again so much for donating, uh, are more important than you know just coming on the show and uh oh yeah but we really do appreciate it i'm sure he does as well um and without further ado i guess we're gonna go ahead and get into the show are you guys ready
5: oh yeah i've well,
2: got yeah, a good not? episode planned uh we have lance here of course and who i will be alternating names with and nice a very special guest from anaplex ej rivera a marketing specialist who's going to talk to us all about anaplex and uh answer some of your questions.
4: I know you guys have questions about Aniplex and this is actually something I've been very proud of because... Uh,
2: yeah, Jim first, got this interview.
4: Yes, um, and I've been working on this pretty much since uh, May of last year. I first floated the idea to him at uh, Anime Boston and um, he um, he um, floated, He basically reminded me at Otacon and, um, you know, we've kind of been going back and forth ever since and... Uh, yeah, it looks like this, is the, this was the great time to do it just before con season starts and uh, just before uh, EJ's busy uh, emceeing the Anaplex panel at a lot of conventions.
2: And I'm out of here after this episode, so yeah, it's Woo-hoo! also a very good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, alright, let's get into it. Stay steady, episode four. Sometimes you can't live with dying, baby.
5: Uh, I don't believe he's undead. Uh, <laughs> Just sounds like he's really drunk. That too. Uh, That just just sounds like Jose does normally.
4: All right, we're going to drop that voice now. That's over. (laughs) It's like he looks into his glass and he goes, "Uh," and he doesn't want to get another beer, but at the same time, he does.
5: That is blasphemy. You always want another beer.
2: And that's also blasphemy for me. I don't drink beer.
5: (laughs) I drink beer, so shut up.
0: (laughs) I'm not a drinker either, so you're not alone.
2: Oh, well, I, I drink. I just, I drink all the girly shit. Um. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should actually talk about this episode. This episode was a good episode. It was a big love letter to uh, George A. Romero. It was uh, hilarious. Uh, yes, it was so search. good. And I had friends over uh, this weekend to come over and watch Space Dandy with me. It was awesome. Two of my friends uh, weren't caught up with it, and they were able to get into it and enjoy it just fine. They had such a blast. And then they were like, you got to show me the rest of this. And we watched the other three, and then... Somehow we finished in time to watch One Piece, so that was cool. It's fairly standalone, I guess. Yeah, they didn't—they didn't care about continuity, and you should not care about continuity, which I see as a little bit of a complaint now. Where I'm like, hey,
6: what? It's—it's
2: pretty much a comedy for the most part. Yeah, I'm like, "Uh, guys,
3: cool it.
5: There is no clear storyline. This shit is just funny. Hop in on
3: that show any episode. Just don't. People get too hung up on continuity.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see until like the final episodes, where I'm pretty sure there's going to be more continuity. But whatever.
5: Quit using that damn word, continuity. We're going to say continuum <laughs> up here or some. Damn, using <laughs> college no, words
2: like t- you crazy. No, because that could get confused with the space-time continuum, which could be what they're rupturing regarding all the errors in continuity. Exactly, Baby. man. Baby. They are
5: breaking the laws of physics left and right, man. So they
2: find a cosmic thread.
0: So basically, Excel Saga with
5: their plot hole
0: thing. Uh, the uh, Great Will of the Cosmos. <laughs> yes. That's it, yes. Yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I just
4: want
5: the power cosmic, man, that's all. I just want the power cosmic.
2: But we should actually talk about this episode. Um, So Dandy captures an alien that looks very much like another alien. He is not aware that it's zombified, and it bites poor Meow. And Meow becomes a zombie, and they take him to a hospital, and Dandy immediately tries to hit on all the nurses, stealing a line from the Animaniacs. (laughs) Hello,
6: Hello,
5: nurse!
2: And he returns in the morning to visit his good friend Meow and to hit on the nurses, which he does not notice immediately that they are
5: zombified. He just <laughs> thinks that they work the night shift. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> it's a lick shit. Uh, you know, assumption. I mean, it, seriously, it went from, like, Tenchi Muyo to fucking High School of the Dead, just like that, man. Mm-hmm.
2: But, like, my favorite thing about Dandy is that, like, he was just... He was so ready. He was just like, I need... I, I just want Poon Tank so bad. I don't care if this person may or may not be dead. <laughs> sure. Dandy's into necrophilia, and <laughs> until QT is like, no, seriously, there's something wrong. He doesn't really like care, <laughs> yeah.
3: Which just I says a lot I like about how his character. QT was pointing out that there was definitely something wrong with meow, and he's like, nah, he's fine. Yeah.
2: Dandy's not the most obscure, uh, um, observant, observant guy
0: in the room, is he? No, no he's, he's not. not. Nah he's basically Japan's version of Johnny Bravo, basically. That's
4: kind
0: of how like Matt described uh, Dandy as Um, so anyways,
2: uh the okay, who got the Star Wars reference that they put in the show? Which one was that? Uh when the Gogol Empire h- hires a bunch of mercenaries and they're oh, all in the brain. Yeah.
0: Oh, that. yeah I oh, I, I thought and, that was like a standard uh, you know, uh sci fi trope. It's
2: kinda of, it's kind of making fun of like Star Wars in the scene in Empire Strikes Back where uh Lord Vader, you know, ends up hiring a bunch of bounty hunters, and, like, the commanders on the ship are just like, we don't need these guys, and they're like, screw these guys, and whatnot. And, like, we don't need that scum. And then, like, Lord, and Darth Vader's just kind of like, well, we need them because you guys have been sucking at this. (laughs)
0: Guys keep screwing
2: up. So, you know, I thought that was a play to that, and they go to, um, so the bounty hunters go ahead and get to, uh, get to the good old hospital where everybody's been zombified, and they try to capture Dandy, but they get zombified themselves mm-hmm. in pretty epic ways. And uh, Dandy ends up using QT as a weapon. <laughs> to, to, and the zombies bite QT, but you know it doesn't seem to really affect QT because QT is a robot.
5: Robots can't catch zombies. Yeah. They're not organic!
2: Which we are quickly proven is wrong because QT does in fact turn into a zombie. Although I don't know what QT would exactly do as a zombie. Like, it's not like he's going to bite anybody. He doesn't really have a mouth to do that.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure like a computer would probably lag a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dandy all, pretty much almost gets away. And then uh, he finds a, hel- a helicopter comes down to save him from the hospital. And he has his uh, who is driving, bear is driving moment. And <laughs> for those of you that watch Clerks... And uh, <laughs> and there's a zombie driving the helicopter, which I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> For no Stop reason.
5: Driving the helicopter? How can that be? <laughs> oh no, how can that <laughs> be?
4: For dead moment. And then, uh, good old... Okay, not really.
2: <laughs> and then the rest of the episode was just, like, everybody's a zombie, and nobody's nobody really blinks an eye
0: at it. Well, no, they they tried to like assassinate a few and then just fail horrifically. Oh, yeah,
3: well, man, that was so that, fucked up, so man. Once like, Dandy becomes tired like, of paying out, so they hire bounty hunters to kill zombies. <laughs> Which technically <laughs> isn't
2: murder because they're already dead. <laughs> they're already
3: dead. Yeah,
6: exactly. Well, I it was buy that. To a new life to
3: insurance companies were.
6: Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, the life insurance companies were. Oh active. yeah, the, the zombies were actually taking off. advantage of their life
6: insurance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, if I was a zombie, <laughs> I was, would do that.
2: That was brilliant. Yeah, that was so funny. And we should point out the writer of this episode uh, was Monica Rial, <laughs> and uh, who's the stalking half of Panny and Stocking. It was kind of weird that we had Jamie Marchie write last week and now this week, Monica Rial. Uh, so Panny and Stocking have written episodes for this show.
4: Mm-hmm. We get Gardeville
2: next. And uh, Joe McDonnell was the director on this one, and they this one looked like a really fun episode to record. Mm-hmm. Like I can just imagine. I think even I think they had even more fun than they did last week. Although our Bruce Elliott, the narrator, pretty much had all of the heavy lifting to do this episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. <laughs> the whole second half is the only person with dialogue is basically him. <laughs> yeah,
4: because everybody just uh, going. <laughs> Although I do uh, like how they subtitled all the, um, <laughs>
0: you know, all the all the
6: uh, dialogue,
0: <laughs> you know, the, between Dandy and everybody else. I think okay. the only person I actually got away with uh, without being zombified was the, the Emperor guy, in which he's already a skeleton to begin with. So, uh, Dr. Uh, actually,
6: uh, got Well, you, so you never know, because that. he
2: could have become a zombie off screen.
0: Zombie. You, who knows? <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, GT that's became that's a zombie.
0: So. A zombie. Or maybe he's in another dimension. Who knows? Including robots and machines. <laughs> and refrigerators. Why were
3: refrigerators eating meat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they it was they already could, inside them. Don't... That's <laughs> where they <laughs> kept it. I think like that gonna zombies like, you know, you should have yogurt instead. It makes you feel good.
2: We're <laughs> not rotting, we're fermenting. Yes.
6: <laughs>
3: Lactic acid, baby.
2: Yeah, so this this whole episode was just one giant love later to the uh to the zombie genre. It's, it's currently my favorite episode. <laughs> I still have to say last week's episode is still my favorite because just the robot and the booby monster. Just for me, just it's, all it. it's all good. It's all. I can't really choose. It's uh, yeah. Be- the, between these two episodes, this one's such a close second for me. Yeah, because there's so many funny lines in it, and just like everybody, everybody's just in their A game. <laughs> like <laughs> they haven't know. really had a bad episode yet. Shows you know, I've got the fever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Which one? All of them. <laughs>
5: Jungle maybe.
4: Zombie dandy. Zombie wow. baby. Well, here's the best thing: is that um, this was a episode that, you know, by all accounts, and everybody who follows my Twitter knows that I am done with the zombies and know how much I knows how much I hate them and how I little, thought. um, you know, imagination they take. I totally. Relate. For me to laugh so hard at something like this proves that, you know, hey Shinichiro Watanabe, magic touch, why not? <laughs>
2: Plus, well, for me, I, I love me yes. my zombies. I'm, this this really helped while Walking Dead is off the air right now.
0: <laughs> it's a
2: filler hey, Walking I told Dead episode.
5: I told you it was the space Walking Dead. That's
2: it. Zombie Dandy. I kind of wish they would call this episode that. Zombie Dandy, baby.
3: Zombie. Dandy, of the dandy of the Dead. So yeah, many.
2: I, so- I felt... I felt like they went with uh, the episode title. I guess is my one complaint about this episode. There were so many places they could have taken it.
0: They could have. But I'm pretty sure they were avoiding like any copyright uh, possibilities. They and had a also poster of safe.
2: George A. Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. I don't really think they cared. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, who knows? It, it, it could
0: be. It could be a parody, which was no. It was. I guess, it was but, a parody, of course. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I think
0: it's they somehow. just have their
3: certain shtick with the episode titles, and they didn't want to break from it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. No. Oh, well.
3: Um, they called this episode
4: with a subtitle on it, and I think that would have gotten it one cross. That would,
0: that, would, that would have been a spoiler. Yeah, much. but it would have been a spoiler for the second
2: half.
4: <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: <laughs> and it gets, it gets so bad to the point where the narrator even becomes a zombie. And Somehow. At <laughs> the <laughs> very end, yeah. He's yeah. supposed to be
5: disembodied. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> well, apparently. Apparently, he never Does was. disembodied body counts Humanity he's, died in the He's North in a recording house somewhere and he got bit.
2: <laughs> well p- next week who knows
4: yeah they're bringing the serious this time so
2: um, I- yeah actually the, the episode title uh, well I don't know what the episode title is but the, uh, the episode preview looked like kind of something looked very different from what we've seen so far and even the promo that Adult Swim put together I don't know if you guys have seen it mm, the promo they put together there's no lines there's no dialogue in the entire thing oh boy mm.
4: Don't go mash on us, space dandy. It's allowed to.
2: <laughs> it can do it. Well, it's it gone it just wants.
4: about everywhere else.
2: So. It can go wherever the hell it wants at this point.
0: Still feels a little early for them to go a little serious route, but uh, we have to wait and see, I guess. Well,
2: it is episode five, and I, I hate to make the epi- I hate to make the Bebop comparison, but
0: Ballad of Fallen uh, Angels mm, got a good point. Mm. Uh, well, I know bad comparisons, but it's something. Quads. Who knows
2: if this actually is significant to fit into the plot, no, but it does look like a very different episode, period.
0: I'm sort of kind of wondering if uh, they ever explain how everyone comes back to life and gets all good. Every you don't lot.
5: need to. It's just like, um, I don't know. It was just like a dream or some. It could you be some sort of life like...
0: insurance thing where they all get cloned. Or, I don't know.
5: No, I'm pretty like, sure they just don't give do? a shit. Or probably that. <laughs>
2: either they don't give a shit or it's the comm- it has something to do with that cosmic thread from the first episode. <laughs> probably.
5: But he was in the
0: Matrix, and it's they like, just keep uh, waking
2: up right in right new right matrices. <laughs> <isn't> exactly, <laughs>
0: yeah. very plausible. Like there, there was like a you know a nuke explosion, and that could have you know antagonized it.
2: I, I'm still. I think. Um, I think you know, it's it's not like Futurama, where Futurama had a very strict continuity, where they're just like, let's fuck around for a half hour, see what happens.
6: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. They they kind of did that too. Yeah. Yeah, because Futurama... like. Futurama would fuck around for half an hour, but they had a very strict continuity. I feel like they're like, we're going to go for that same vibe, but not really care about continuity. Well, I just have to
0: wait and see, I guess.
2: I don't know. From Toonami Talkback, at A-N-T-3-Y-T-9-4, yeah. or Anthony M, uh, really appreciated this episode's unique take on zombies.
3: <laughs>
6: I agree.
2: And... <laughs> want to buy a space dandy RPG from uh, from at Jim George Baker so wow that is uh, that's I don't know is, if it, it, is I don't possible? know about an RPG mm-hmm. maybe a first not a first person shooter maybe a I, platformer
3: may, maybe like every time you die the first game completely changes first person shooter in which you can never hit anything
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yes sake. your aim is always off every time you die the, the story changes
2: uh, and I think that's it for the tsunami talkbacks. Yeah, the tsunami talkback this week was littered with Sword Art stuff, so we're not going to uh, read all of it. Got it. Um, and a lot of a lot of these are Anaplex questions, so we're we're going to be saving those for later on in the show. Uh, so if you want to keep participating in our Space Dandy recaps, would you get positive feedback on? I'm really happy that people like the segment. Uh, remember to uh, right after Space Dandy tweet tweet us a little thing that says tsunami talkback. Add your hashtag, I your two cents, and we'll read it on the air. Uh, and I think, without further ado, let's go ahead and move on to the news.
4: From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Tsunami Tumblr, this is Tsunami News, powered by TunamiFaithful.com.
2: Space Dandy did 1,411,000.
4: Yes!
6: Uh,
2: with I, I don't normally say this, but uh, I think this is the first time we've ever gotten this. We got a 1.0 rating. Woo! Woo! So that's share. really good. 1.0 share, I
4: guess
2: would be. If yes, 1.0 share. Um, and to, uh, to move on to the next thing, Bleach got 1,303,000. Naruto yeah. Shippuden, 1,167,000. One Piece, 892,000. Soul Eater 844,000, Sword Art Online 752,000, Fulli Cooley 618,000, Naruto 561,000, Brotherhood 512,000, Ghost in the Shell 424,000, IGPX 405,000, Star Wars: The Clone Wars 533,000, Inuyasha 461,000, and those are your ratings from January 18th, 2014. Uh, and just quick stats, we. Space Dandy, Bleach, Naruto all ranked in number one in their prospective time slots targeted 18 to 24 uh, 18 to 34 and 18 to 49 uh, for men and Bleach and Naruto also ranked number one for the time period among adults 18 to 34 so we pretty much grew everywhere in, uh, in our main demographics so good job guys, Space I'll Dandy's kicking house. ass yeah we cleaned house so that's what we wanted it to do, clean house alright and uh, over last year Bloonducks did 1,438,000, Bleach, 1,241,000, Naruto, 1,008,000, Thundercats, 1,055,000, Samurai 7, 880,000, Symbionic Titan, 700, uh, 743,000, Eldax 7, 670,000, Muyo GXP, 701,000, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, 647,000, Bebop, 677,000. Six hundred and seventy-six thousand, Bebop six hundred seventy-seven thousand, Inuyasha six hundred fifty-five thousand, and Inuyasha ended that night with six hundred fifty-two thousand. So ups and downs here and there. Uh, the back end was lower for the most part, mm-hmm. but uh, overall, still, uh, still a pretty good week. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing to worry about. I'm sure everybody's already panicking. Like, oh my god, why didn't we beat
4: Boondocks? Uh. Yeah.
2: But still, just we grew in our main demographics, which is something that usually, you know, w- w- the more important thing, I would think.
3: I
6: feel yes. it should
3: be noted, because I was looking at what Eagleheart pulled in on Thursday that same week, that Eagleheart was right after Family Guy. Now, boondocks is between Space Dandy and Family Guy on Saturday. Space Dandy retained a higher portion of... Of Family Guys ratings by a significant margin on Saturday, despite having boondocks between them, than Eagle Heart retained on Thursday.
6: Hmm,
2: that makes me kind of sad because Eagle Heart's a great show.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch Eagle Heart, guys. Eagleheart.
3: <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is other than say Robot Chicken and maybe the boondocks. Space Dandy's pulling in equivalent ratings to most of what Adult Swim's originals do. Mm-hmm. And what I heard from uh, Zach Birchie from
4: uh, Anime News Network is that Space Dandy did well enough that it beat out the today. It beat um what was it uh, the Daily Show with Jon Stewart. It beat out the Colbert Report, and it did a, better than most cable shows, uh, reality TV programs, and would have been. Uh, good enough to hang with the Big Four's uh, comedy lineups.
2: Uh, so, trending this week: Toonami trended, uh, Space Dandy trended, Bleach trended, Naruto Shippuden and Trended, Soul Eater trended, Sword Art Online trended. Uh, I think we had a perfect trend basically in the US, it looks like. I'm seeing looks here. Like, it. Oh, One Piece. Oh, no,
4: One Piece. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, how does One Piece not trend?
5: Bullshit. It, it was.
2: Aww.
4: Frankie versus I've, Luffy. I've how did that happen? Twitter. Important. Match ended with a double disqualification.
2: Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? Tr- Frankie versus Luffy was a great fight. Yes, it was. All right, uh, well, I'm surprised that didn't trend. But it seems like everything else did. I don't I'm think more angry gonna... that it didn't trend. Oh, Clone Wars didn't trend.
6: Hmm.
2: Okay, so that's US. Paul's weeping somewhere for that. <laughs> Paul is weeping. Worldwide trends Space Dandy, Sword Art Online, and Kirito. All right. I don't know why that happened. Um, <laughs> and uh, Mobile App Trends, uh, Toonami, Space Dandy, Bleach, Soul Eater, Sword Art Online, FLCL, Full Blood Alchemist Brotherhood and uh Did so you say yes. Full Blood Alchemist Brotherhood? I said I stumbled over my words. It's <laughs> FMA Brotherhood. I was trying to abbreviate the long version of the words. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> full Bloom mel- something. Yeah, your face just like melted in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty good trending uh, overall. Pretty good this week. Really surprised One Piece didn't trend. That was weird. I'm
0: angry about that. Like,
2: exciting. especially we're in some of the best episodes of One Piece right now.
0: Maybe they're so gripped to the episode, they just couldn't be bothered to go to Twitter.
2: Well, stop it, people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tweet. Just say
4: something. Please. Like, random quotes. <laughs> Quote cards against humanity cards if you must.
2: So, that kind of bothers me. Um. <clears throat> anyways... I think uh, I think the next thing we got to talk about is the Black Flag DLC that yeah. Tsunami reviewed, or specifically Sarah reviewed.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Tsunami
3: loves them pirates.
4: As much as uh, Tom wanted to play it, Sarah was not willing to relinquish her PS4 controller. So somehow,
0: well, and she shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Tom has to wait until she's defragging. Wait a second! Didn't uh, something similar happen with like you know Tom too with Sarah when Tom was playing a game she wanted to play? I
2: I know they've argued about games before, but I don't know about actually fighting over a controller.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, They they didn't really fight. It was just you know. It uh, was playful banter, as it always is. It was bickering, like like an old couple. I'm sure what uh, Tom was thinking was which they're not a couple. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I read clear. Now, I was thinking uh, they would um, baton pass. Like if Sarah dies, Tom would take over and vice versa. You know? Tom will but never, Sarah die. never dies.
6: Tom <laughs> has
2: died. You know what happens? There's a new Tom. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about a
4: new game, you dummy. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long game. But, anyways, we should probably talk about uh, Tom's pirate voice. He did it again.
4: Yay. Yay. Briefly. Which was cool. And over briefly, Tom doing a pirate voice is awesome.
2: Yep. And I guess that's all we have to say about that. It was a cool review of a
4: game I had never played, but I want to.
2: Yes, but what the I will pirate say was first, actually
5: black.
4: <laughs> what I will say <laughs> is that um, one of these days, Tom has to come in with a tricord hat and an eye patch.
2: That's way out of their animation
0: <laughs> oh, budget. Um, just Photoshop him on there. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> Tom with an eye patch. It's like, uh, <laughs> like, Tom, why aren't you moving? I can't move, otherwise,
3: this doesn't look good.
6: <laughs> 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 gotta stay sealed
5: uh, oh, it would s- be a-
0: so yeah. the next thing I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt go ahead no I'm just saying like you would be a space pirate then but meh that's <laughs> not really funny <laughs> Our
4: space pirate Captain Harlock I uh, know
0: bodacious space, pirate space pirates bodacious space
4: pirates dude
2: anyways we should probably get to the Tsunami Q&A there was a couple things uh, of interest in the Q&A and I'm looking through them right now to find the interesting ones
4: I actually have not seen the Q&A because it took place when I was at work.
0: You got a job. I actually had like a good assortment of questions, though, this time around. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, just, you know,
6: Where are the subs?
0: Oh, well, we yeah. got a couple of those, but it's just like, all right. They, they just whatever. filtered them out.
2: Um, and basically, we, we got confirmation that the full Space Danny intro is coming. Yes. Uh, and cool. that it would, it, it probably would have kanji, because I guess they don't at Funimation they don't have a clean open. That's fine. No, that's not fine. Actually, I kind of hope they don't do that, because we we talk when we talk about space today. We like to look up who wrote and who directed the episode. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That's really hard when it's kanji. Yeah, because good it point. doesn't
4: list the English credits. <laughs> well, isn't that just in the opening?
2: Uh, it's opening and closing. Oh, they said they're get where both. The Most of the credits are. Hmm. They said the, according to them, they want to get both of them, and I'm just like that's cool, please change them to English. Or, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, if they have to, like, just obscure the animation to do it, but, oh, man, I really don't want that to... I don't really want that to happen, because how are we going to find out who's directing what, then? I'm sure they'll figure something out. Yeah. So, hopefully, they'll, they'll have that sorted out. Uh, but I don't, I don't mind the shorter intro or anything. Like, I'm not begging for the longer, like, oh, my God, I need to see it, because, you know, you can watch it pretty easily online. Yeah. Um. It's on Toonami Digital Arsenal. Watch it whenever the hell you want.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: And uh yeah. Uh what else was what else was asked as we look through this list? We talked about Let's... Outlaw Star, if the rights were ever available again, they would love to air it. Uh they are fans of Adult Swim, as somebody asked, I'm like, they work there, of course they're fans. <laughs>
4: God, the people who employ me suck so much, but Tsunami's awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that is, unfortunately, how some people think.
2: Uh, our good friend, Corey, friend of the show, actually asked a question about what's hardest to make, promos, AMVs, Tumblr Q&As, and according to them, they said the hardest thing is always the speeches, then the music videos, the game reviews, and the Tumblr Q&A pieces are pretty easy. So, that was pretty interesting. I, that was nice to know. Um... And they have both. Co- they have all the consoles. They can't continue Dead Man Wonderland, and I guess they're not going to. Whart, whart. How many questions do they get? Hundreds a day. I guess even when they're not
4: supposed to get questions.
0: They also can't really uh, record any PS4 footage until they get like the HDMI patch yet. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. There's a big, um,
4: yeah. There's something about HDCP um,
0: encoding. Yeah. yeah. So it's a legit, uh, you know, uh, concern. Yeah. It
2: kind of sucks. Uh, a couple of IGPX questions. Uh, nothing that was new, though, for anybody who's a fan of this show. Uh, they were not involved with the Run to Jewels ninja tune thing, which I thought was... Darn, that would've been cool. I should probably explain what the hell I'm talking about. Um, for those of you that don't know, the maybe who aren't maybe big uh, tsunami, music aficionados, Ninja Tune is the original one of the original labels that uh, was on the older Toonami they would pull music from their library stuff like Aman DJ food and so on and so forth and uh, we we don't hear music from them anymore on Toonami other than IGPX IGPX is the only place to hear that now and Run the Jewels is currently an artist Uh, Run the Jewels is currently a rap group that uh, their beats are heard on Toonami currently and Apparently, Ninja Tune is distributing their music in Europe, and I was just like, they've got to be involved, right? And apparently, not. Mm -hmm. That's just cool.
0: It's it's sort of like with uh, how Daft Punk became bigger after Toonami.
2: Yeah. But to me, it's just like, hey, these Toonami artists are getting together with this Toonami label, and they're working together in a completely different country or continent. And I thought, does anybody have, was anybody at William Street involved in this? I mean cuz the Run the Jewels is a William Street Records uh thing I think like they put that up themselves. It was apparently nobody cares but I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I guess I think that was the uh I think that was Don't really like Don't
3: take I our lack of response as not caring, but as in hearing intently what you're saying. Mm. I take it as not caring. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh,
5: we care. We care. But
3: uh, I speak. think it should be noted they said they might have announcements at MomoCon, but that was kind of a blur.
4: Yeah,
2: which... Oh, sh- oh, I didn't put that on the agenda. We should probably talk about that before we get to the next thing.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. so
2: MomoCon is uh, a go. We've been... Thank God we can talk about this.
6: Because <laughs> we have
2: known for a while that they were going to be at MomoCon because they asked us back. Um and we want to be straight up. Uh here's what the plan is. They're going to go to Momocon. We're coming to Momocon and we're going to film it just like we did last time. Maybe do it a little bigger and better and have it out sooner. We that's the plan right now. Right uh, now. Right now. Uh here's where we are with that. Uh we don't have our press passes yet. It's still <laughs> early. Uh Momocon I think is aware that we're we've applied and they're probably going to give us our press passes. They're probably going to let us in because uh, William Street and Chad have asked us to be there, to be a part of this. So chances are they'll they'll let us be involved. And we have a good relationship with those guys, and we're talking to them, and hopefully we'll hear back from them very soon. But at, at the current time, we do not have our press passes. Uh, if for some reason we were denied our press passes, I couldn't imagine why. But if for some reason we ever were. Uh, we'll get it sorted out. We'll still be we'll we'll still bring you the coverage that you guys want. Trust us. We'll we'll get it done.
4: Whether we have to do it by Kickstarter or not, whatever. Whether I have to part with parts of my anime collection as Kickstarter gifts or something like that.
2: <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm it's not. not it's I don't alright. know about starting a Kickstarter for it. Um, that's just my thought. <laughs> I know we're broke. You should donate to us <laughs> if you want it to happen. Uh, you should totally donate to us at com slash donate. I don't know if we should start a Kickstarter for that, because I'm feeling this is going to be something that we might start doing every year. And Momocon staff, if you're listening, since I won't be on the show for a while, um, next year, not this year, because it's not possible, next year, schedule Steve Bloom and Sonny Strait.
5: Together. Nice. Be nice.
2: Get them be both. Awesome. And, of course, we'll have our Toonami panel. Just do it. it mm-hmm. People will go ape shit.
5: And Darrell will not be drunk.
2: Um, and Steve is not coming this year. Uh, for those of you that oh. don't know,
4: yeah, it's a. But you got so many other great guests. We got Bryce and Jeremy again. We got uh, Dana's coming. Yep. Uh, you got Maurice Lamarche and um, the other guy, uh, Rob Paulson.
0: Yep. And the and the entire tsunami. Never heard of Rob heard. Paulson
4: referred to as the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could remember <laughs> his name for a second.
0: Hopefully, Chrissy and
2: uh brent will be up on stage this time if not whatever uh for those of you that don't know they weren't on stage last year and brent wasn't in the toonami faithful exclusive that we did last year either he, he's camera shy. he 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 stayed in the back he he was there we've met him we know what he looks like and whatnot but he, he decided not to participate i don't know he's camera shy
3: they know what they look like.
2: he's i guess he's camera shy um, Still, but that's guy. why he's an audio guy. He is like no fuck cameras, audio. <laughs> yeah, no fucking cameras. <laughs> so you said
3: Dana's
5: going
2: to be there. Uh Dana's probably going to be there, yeah. She I mean when I talked to her back in September, she said like yeah, I'm probably going to go.
5: The SexoFlex. Oh.
2: <laughs> yes, if the SexoFlex performs, I will be super <laughs> ecstatic and record it and I will do a music video. I will do whatever. Just Dana, <laughs> let me know if you're going to do something with the SexoFlex. <laughs> I will make it rain cameras and awesomeness and Emma, cut you guys a me. free music video if you want it. Please don't
3: make it rain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will make it rain whatever expletives you want me to make it rain. <laughs> 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 oh god. I should probably I, I should probably ask now, be like, Hey, if you're gonna do something at MomoCon for less sexiflex, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. That would be the best thing ever. For the <laughs> People who are underage and listening to this podcast—which one you shouldn't be, because it's an explicit podcast—18 and plus only for less sex or Flex, please.
4: Exactly. Like, really, they will give you nightmare fuel, the likes of which you have never heard or seen before. If you're yes. under 18, yes.
5: But if you're like Jose, you're sinking in the gym with the whole couple listening to you.
2: <laughs> no, Jim. Jim. Jim wasn't there. I was at the gym. Oh, I was. Oh, I get. It. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's confusing. (laughs) Okay, not the gym that's here on this show, but the gym where you go work out. I was singing it and an old – I was singing suck dick, eat Cheetos, and an old couple heard me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand young people's music. No,
2: actually, here's the weird part of that story, and I told this to Dana. Um – I Here's the weird part of that story. I They came up to me a couple of days later, and I wasn't singing it, and they were just like, How come you're not singing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> we
4: tried that, by the way, and
6: I was just like, oh my
4: god, I don't want to work out anymore.
6: Maybe it's just as inspirational
4: for them as it is for you. I mean, can you imagine a Rocky, a Rocky training montage set to suck dicky Cheetos? Oh god, by the way, their music is amazing to work out to.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I can imagine.
4: That's your next assignment, Jose. Set a uh, Rocky training montage to suck dicky Cheetos.
6: I'll do, I'll do it. I'll be in it if I have to. <laughs> oh, man.
4: Um, but, the, but getting
2: back on topic here, we're really excited that they're coming back to MomoCon. We're really excited that we finally tell people because we've been involved from, like, basically, basically Chad told us, like, hey, it's happening. You guys are involved. We're like, yes. And then when Jason was on the show, he told us again. So we're confirmed in. And uh, we're finally glad we get to talk about it, man. So glad.
6: Yeah,
4: I just hope I can go again. I love Atlanta.
6: Yep. <laughs> Atlanta.
2: Oh, my
4: God. I, I, Atlanta's my, one of my favorite towns.
2: And if you're going to come to MomoCon, uh, let us know if you want to do a meetup, and a real meetup this time.
4: None of this, you know, tease that we had at Otacon last year that made me a little sad and a little angry. <laughs> but
2: anyways, moving on. Um, the other thing we... Well, at least I knew about early... Uh, Black Lagoon coming to Tsunami. Yeah, finally... okay, yes Okay I'm sir. out of Toonami secrets I'm so glad that it finally is out there
5: Oh uh, dude me, me and Arthur Mesa we talked about this uh, Coming to Tsunami like a while back Man serious we had a serious conversation About it and I was like it was a big Possibility that they could get this Because it can be edited enough to Where you can play it on Tsunami.
2: Yeah I figured that. and a lot of people it's were like a, oh uh, man are you gonna Re-edit the show and it's like yeah of course they are Can't say fuck on TV you can on this podcast now.
5: Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I don't get bleeped out anymore, which I used to love to do anyway. Yeah, Every but there fan. will be bleeps. Yeah. Come on, Black-
4: oh, oh boy, there. will there be bleeps? I drink your bleep shakes.
6: Yeah, <laughs> and there,
2: there's... Okay, I don't... I really don't think Funimation will go through the expense of making the actors re-record certain lines because it's not their actors
4: yeah it's it's the ocean group actually if there's nobody that you hear in black lagoon from the funimation stable that's normal that's because this was done by the ocean group in canada because i believe black lagoon was originally a show. Uh, yeah
0: it was that's an old show isn't it
2: yes it's an older show so probably some of these people they can't get back so just expect bleeps it's going to be bleeped
0: yeah i figure but it's Lock- still freaking Don't play the Black Lagoon. So more
3: bleep day. than the Mockingbird episode of Dead Man Wonderland. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, by, by the way,
5: way, we do have a little um Black Lagoon um drinking thing. When it comes on, people will be oh, drinking about me. No, no, no oh, nobody yes. do that. You, yes. You'll, you'll yes, you, the you time will overdose. Drinking game. <laughs> hey, we have a tsunami. Favorite podcast is
2: not responsible for any alcohol poisoning you recur by doing Jarrell's drinking game.
5: You gonna die? It's like. I don't know, man. Basically, anybody that wants to drink with me, you better have charcoal in your body. <laughs> <laughs> steel line liver. Yeah. Hey, steel line, you got to get adamantium, dude.
2: So again, we don't condone that. Please don't no. do it. Drink responsibly, people. Please be responsible oh. with your alcohol consumption. Um, and I guess. Uh, any any other thoughts about Black Lagoon? I'm I'm excited that it's coming. I've only seen one episode of it. I meant well, to get around with to it and I never did and now I'm glad I, kind of I've
5: glad only heard I didn't. about it. I've only Oh no. It. It. Dude, it takes place in Roanapur, man, which is basically Southeast Asia, Thailand. They basically call it the land of the walking dead, man. Every low light, the criminal underworld scum, anything and everything goes on in Roanapur, man. Everything from prostitution to friggin' kiddie porn, just to be honest with you. Oh, but that's, I'm that's, not going to give any... T- scum and villainy.
4: And,
2: uh, and Zach pointed out that Black Lagoon, officially at 1.30, makes this the pirate hour.
5: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because they are pirates, honestly. They are on a PT boat. Yep. They're realistic pirates.
3: Yes, they're
2: not yes. the happy-go-lucky pirates of One Piece. No, Although not. One Piece has not been happy-go-lucky these past couple of weeks, so I wouldn't even say that.
5: Although it's been making me quite merry. Uh, <laughs> oh, you just reminded oh, me of it. Mary. <laughs> Poor Mary. Uh, <laughs> that was completely
4: oh, unintentional. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like you.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> remind you of Kai's Butler. I was talking about the, go Mary. the going Mary. I know what you dumbass. I, I know what you know, around, but Mary? I'm not. I'm not playing around I with the, the Mary. I miss sketch. the Mary. <laughs> I also.
5: Dude. You guys will get to that scene. Anyways. Yeah. But seriously, though. Big tears. To be honest with you, I would say that Black Lagoon is kind of almost like our podcast a little bit, dude. Sort of kind <laughs> yeah. of. Seriously, the straight shooter is actually Jose, which would be Rock, man. What does that make me? Wait, Want so Mike? that makes
2: me the drunk salaryman?
5: Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrell. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, no, not really. I, I, you know what? I got to say. I'm going to take that back. You're Benny.
2: Okay, Which which
5: one's Benny? Benny's the tech guy.
2: Yeah, that's what uh, he was the blonde tech
4: dude, right? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm more like him. Does that make me rock or Revy? I don't know. (laughs) Mm, We don't have a Revy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we don't have a Revy. I guess if I surrogate, we could say that it would be Dana, but
5: (laughs) yeah, Dana gets the unofficial Revy title. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, sure.
2: And Drell's our token black guy, so. Dutch!
5: Hey I'm running things, dude. I run the Lagoon company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Dorrell runs things on this podcast. He runs me into the ground. Um that came yeah, out I wrong. My best.
3: Yeah. It <laughs> came out really wrong. <laughs> not worry. Anyway, it. I feel <laughs> that this should shut up the people that are saying, Oh, do not Me only plays immature shows for younger people.
2: No, this is definitely an adult show. Trust oh, me, this yeah. is
5: not your little brother's pirate show whatsoever. You know what? This is like the older, dysfunctional brother of One Piece. I'm so, yeah, into the real world. Yeah, I'm
2: so glad that we've gotten adult shows again. I mean, I I love my One Piece. I love my Naruto. I tolerate Bleach, but I thank you. <laughs> I, I I do like it when we get like adult
3: shows, like Space Dandy. Or, really needed something else with Ghost in the Shell, man. It's it's an island.
2: Yeah, like because until you get to Ghost in the Shell, it's all these kind of youngin' shows, Space Dandy and and Black Lagoon and. Uh, and and I, I guess Ghost of the Shell, and that's kind of it. That are really like yeah, 100% meant up for up. older audiences. Uh, Dead Man Wonderland at one point? Yeah, but that was, I'm talking about now.
3: 2012,
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. like, sir. <laughs> oh, God, was that long? Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe that the two novels have been back that long. <sighs> <laughs> I know. It makes real feel old real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was but I like
3: this. Yeah, I was, it was kind of, it opens up possibilities. And this is really a great show. To,
2: Holy shit. No one this is a really great
3: show 20. for them to,
2: to throw on. Oh, no wait. That was 24. No, it was still 24 back then.
0: <laughs>
5: right? I, I still don't like you.
6: I still uh, think
0: the 90s is like 10 years ago. <laughs> 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 it was not.
5: Oh, <laughs> that was,
3: that was George Takei. Wait no,
0: actually, take I, I, I've been thinking that for a while since before Takei, uh posted that. It's just like, oh, well, thanks for voicing that for me.
2: Oh um. All right, and I guess that's all we can say about Black Lagoon, unless we got something else. Boobs, booty,
5: booze, oh. violets, and Japanese
6: to expect? Uh, yeah,
5: Japanese Fun. Yes, Let's I do like you
4: fun. What to expect? Oh, you guys are gonna love Black Lagoon. Um, it was a show that I didn't think could run on Tsunami because I thought there'd be too many bleeps for them to do for it to for them to make uh, financial sense, but um. Uh once again I'm Why proven wrong.
2: Everybody's... Okay, I have to I have to ask about this because it's not just you Jim. A lot of people have been ask, like saying like bleeps cost so much money to do. I'm like, really don't they t- they take 2 seconds to do.
3: Bleeps are
5: not expensive. Uh, my, might I remind you we did this on uh, this show expensive. not too long ago. Yes.
0: <laughs> not that hard to do.
5: Ow. <laughs> it's just time consuming because I used a lot of profanity back then.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying like uh might I remind you guys uh Tenchi Muyo with the bikini edits.
6: <laughs> yeah like that we're not
5: was a they had to.
2: Yeah, we're not we're not at that level.
0: <laughs> they had to well if you're talking about the
4: original. The original Yeah, yeah. They had to G GXP should have been uh, edited for six. Yeah. But
2: you Good know, I, I really like bleeps just aren't we're gonna not. do that much to really do anything. I mean we have tons of adult swim shows with bleeps already. Hmm. Like yeah, exactly. Hey, do you guys and watch Boondocks? <laughs> S- oh, yeah.
3: yeah, definitely. There'll be a lot less bleeps if they can less S bombs slide. Yeah.
0: Well, they have been more and more lately. Um, S bombs, at least on special
2: stuff like Akita. I don't know if they'll let S bombs fly on Black Lagoon. I
0: have to wait and see, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I think they might have called a favor in or two on Akita. Well, yeah. I know <laughs> on put in
3: Hunger Force they had some S bombs.
4: Probably. I, I I don't know. I guess
2: it depends. It depends well, on how important the, the
3: thing is.
0: Also, it's sometimes it. Jesus is bleeped out, so there's that. That, yeah, that's a Turner quirk. Um, yeah. <laughs> which they seem to have <laughs> dropped
2: for Adult Swim. Gee whiz. Yeah.
0: Well, it still remains in a lot of older episodes, which never got changed. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, because it's not worth the money to go back and be like, alright, we're going to put it back in. Yeah.
2: And I guess without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and talk to EJ Rivera, marketing specialist from Aniplex, and get an inside scoop at what goes on over there. Uh, and then when we come back, we do have uh, the topic that Lance suggested so everybody stick around we'll be right back
4: hey everybody well we've got an awesome interview for you guys this week on the Toonami Faithful podcast we have from Anaplex of America EJ Rivera the Anaplex guy himself say hello to the folks EJ
1: how's it going my name is E.J. Rivera, a.k.a. The Aniplex Guy, and I'm the marketing specialist here at Aniplex of America. Thank you guys so much for having me.
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were just saying off the call, we've been working on this for almost a year, and it's, uh, yeah, I feel really proud of this. Because uh, we just kind of went after, I just kind of went after this one day, so. I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, uh,
1: ever since we talked to Anime Boston, we really wanted to get this going.
4: Oh, yeah. This is a uh, and, uh, yeah, hey, it's a lot of fun, and EJ's been incredibly gracious uh, regarding uh, being in some of our videos, including the thank you video, which, if you haven't checked it out, we have that on our YouTube page, Bring It Back To NAMI. No, we can't change it now. And, uh, yeah, so, well, we're ready to go if, you, uh, if you're uh, looking to have some fun and answering some questions from us and from the fans.
1: Sounds good to me. I'm prepped, ready to go. Hopefully, I can answer all your questions.
4: Hopefully. So, uh, well, the first question is, um, for those that don't know, tell the fans what exactly it is you do as the Anaplex guy for Anaplex USA.
1: Okay, so my official title for Anaplex of America is actually the Marketing Specialist, and as the Marketing Specialist, I handle all the marketing promotions here in the US. Mm -hmm. So anything from... Conventions to the social networks, along with my um, other marketing specialist Joanna Matoki, we handle pretty much all the U.S. promotions here with uh, Aniplex titles.
4: Right. Yeah, you you do make the convention circuit a lot. You're pretty much at all the big conventions: Anime Boston, Otakon, and you know a bunch of others. Um, Now, I have a question about the uh, yellow coats there. Those, uh, you know, the special, you know, promotion hoppy coats that uh, they usually wear for stuff like that in Japan or?
1: Yeah, uh, it's actually um, those happy coats uh, are used for like special promotions. Mm -hmm. So we had the idea at um, Anime Boston and Anime Expo to debut them. Mm -hmm. since uh, we had some special promotions going on, especially with Anime Boston with all the Sword Art Online events.
4: Yes, it was a Sword art of palooza Yes. So.
1: And then also with Anime Expo, with all the special events we had with Blue Exorcist, Fate Zero, um, we had so much going on that uh, we thought um, these happy coats would help us stand out more to like see, oh, Yellow Jackets, those are the guys are from hmm. Yeah.
4: So, uh, Jose, do you have anything to uh, lead off for uh, questions? Um,
2: mm-hmm. Sure, if you want me to go first. um, Sure. So, uh, I've noticed Anaplex is very strong in this world of streaming, but in this world of streaming, how important is an outlet like Toonami to Anaplex?
1: Well, Toonami is really important, um, especially for someone like me who grew up on Toonami watching Rurouni Kenshin or Samurai X back in the day, or even when it was the original lineup of Thundercats, Voltron, and and, and such. Like w- To have... Um, our shows on Toonami is a really big accomplishment. And to see the feedback from the shows is just incredible. Um, Let me give you guys an example. Um, As you guys know, uh, we had Sword Art Online on Toonami. It's almost going to be done. Um, There's only a couple episodes left. Mm -hmm. And ever since um, it debuted on Toonami, our streaming for Sword Art Online dramatically increased. As well as the sort of online Facebook page just reached a million viewers this past December. Whoa. I mean, a million followers this past December. I mean, mm-hmm. so we could we could say that Tsunami has been uh, a a big like a big factor when it comes to uh, promoting here in the U.S.
2: Uh, do you see an increase uh, for mm-hmm. series that do air over those that don't, in in maybe sales or awareness?
1: More of the awareness, um, the minute Sword Art went on Toonami, we noticed uh, the jump in the social networks. Um, I can't really say for other shows, but we'll find out soon as, um, as uh, Tsunami's going to premiere uh, another one of our titles, Blue Exorcist, uh, coming soon. So we want to see how uh, Blue Exorcist does compared to uh, the other shows when it comes to Toonami.
2: Now, um, now, besides tsunami, I guess how have you have you found a one way to advertise a series that you feel is more effective than other ways?
1: Ah, uh, to be honest, with uh, promotions, it could be a variety of things. Um, a lot of our social networks is pretty strong. Just making sure we're promoting on Facebook, Twitter, and and those and those venues. Um, but conventions are important too. We gotta make sure we're out there and like reaching out to the fan base because, I mean, that's that's our fan base out there. That's the ones that, like, let us know exactly at these conventions, like, what they want, what they, what they don't want. So it's it's a mix of things, really.
4: <laughs> uh, Sketch, do you have any questions for EJ thus far?
3: You know, actually, since you brought up the effect that Toonami had, I'm kind of curious, since you do a lot of business with Neon Alley, how has Neon Alley improved your sales and exposure? Well,
1: Neon Alley actually helped us a lot with more on our uh, dub side. So, when we first premiered uh, Blue Exorcist on Neon Alley, that was a good jump in um, awareness as well for, for, uh, for the title. Um, Blue Exorcist, Fade Zero. It's a good venue. Um, a lot of fans are telling us now how much they're loving uh, Maggie on, on Neon Alley right now, and it's a good way to like expose, expose uh, the anime community to, to the, to the dub. You know, when sometimes, uh, sh- like, we won't. Sometimes we won't. We're not sure if uh, Toonami will take the show or not. Um,
3: Get, get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And
2: Neon Alley seems to be more of a free for all while Toonami has a very limited time space. Time space. Which And sure. a
3: bit more of a limited scope since Neon Alley will play any kind of show. True. Very true.
4: Right. If it's anime, it'll fit on Neon Alley. And I actually have to agree with Maggie there because um, I watched the first 10 episodes and said, Buying this. <laughs>
6: so,
4: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm the proud owner of the first uh, set of Moggy. So, um, yeah, I must say that uh, this – a key word that you're using a lot is awareness of titles, but um, – and pardon me if you can't answer this, but uh, do you find that increased awareness like this will uh, lead to more sales and more stuff? Because as you can – as we all know, Anaplex USA has a very unique business model when compared to the Funimations, the Viz's, and the Sentai's out there.
1: Well – definitely we want to get the word around and you know uh in order to increase sales we got to increase awareness
6: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i know i'm saying the word a lot um <laughs> I count how many times i'm actually saying this um
4: i smell a counting gag or
1: a drinking <laughs> game for those of you that are over 21
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh but definitely um it's surprising to see uh to hear sometimes the fans say that oh I didn't know the show had a dub, or, oh, I didn't know this show was available on Blu-ray or DVD. So it's up to us here at of America to make sure that um, fans across the U.S. know that, hey, these titles are good, these titles are out there, and you know what, they're also available too, just check it out, like, check out our website, because we'll have the latest information.
2: Um, right, oh. Go okay. ahead, Jose. I'm sorry. Just to just to go off that, since we brought up other distributors, what do you think separates Aniplex from the U.S.-based distributors here?
1: Well, I can't really compare it to the other companies, but I could tell you with um, the Aniplex of America um, method, our goal is to make sure that we give you guys the highest quality in releases and, and titles. So... That's why we we create like high quality like limited edition Blu-ray boxes, like really good DVD sets. We want to make sure that the fans get the best experience from watching one of our titles.
4: No, actually, oh, I can actually co-op that question too. So, it's a co-opception, I guess you could say. Um, so how much does fan input go into the technical aspects of DVD and Blu-ray releases? You mentioned this during your last Anaplex Live release where you announced um, Vividred Operation and the first set of Magi. Mm-hmm. So uh, how much does fan input go into there? Because we've seen uh, uncompressed audio tracks for the Japanese. and mm-hmm. You get linear PCM in those. And then with um, regard to the English, you get uh, English uh, 2.0 Dolby. So how much does fan input uh, influence that stuff?
1: Well, fan input is really important. And uh, for the fans out there who are listening about um, our products and quality, um, we do, in each of our products, we do have uh, feedback cards um, that ask, ask a variety of questions like, do you like Sub or dub? Um, what's What do you look for in a product? Um, how do you like our products? And we pay attention to... Those cards uh, really closely, um, and we and we see those fan inputs. Um, an example I could show, I could talk about is um, a lot of the fans were asking that our box sets were were they wanted it to be released in in a like a more sturdy like chipboard like box case. Mm-hmm. And there was receiving a lot of fan input. Um, we were listening, so now a lot of our uh, limited edition cases are enclosed in these chipboard boxes. Right. So, so yeah. when, the, when the fans are like uh, talking to us and letting us know um, like th- their preferences, uh, we're not like turning a deaf ear. We're definitely paying attention.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick. Uh, excuse me. Real Just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that. Jose real, is a duck. Quack. <laughs> uh, real quick going back to uh, – what separates you guys from other distributors? I, I want to know what dist- what separates you guys from uh, companies that have Japanese parents, such as Bondi or NIS America. Uh, you know, Bandai Visual USA specifically had a very similar strategy, and they, I don't, I, you guys pulled it off with much more finesse than they did. What do you think is the magic secret to it all?
1: Um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, we, I get. If anything, I would have to say like we really have a good team out here in, in Aniplex of America, and uh, to be honest with you guys, um, our team out here at Aniplex is only eight members. Um, so it really takes a strong team to for eight people to make sure that they're running the anime business out here in the U.S. Um, it's the it's the skills from the from these eight people, I believe that really help us out because we have experience, for example, um, my, the president here is uh, Henry Goto and he has a lot of experience from, from uh, the Genion days. Mm-hmm. So, we have experience from that. We also have some really good producers, I'll say a name, for example, Hiroi Tsukamoto. Um She has a lot of production under her belt, also from the Genion days. and. We also have uh, a couple of the members from uh, the Antiplex Japan team that's helping us out. So it's it's a mixture of like everyone's efforts. Um, marketing is a big factor. Just making sure our well, I don't want to say awareness because that's
4: <laughs> yeah, fun. you can say it. You can say it. It's kind of your It's your buzzword. You're turning it into your trademark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just making sure that our name is out there, and um, we just want to make sure that like with the quality we don't want to just put it out we want to make sure we put it out and the fans enjoy it so so pretty pretty much it's I would say it's because of the team and what we do together as the team
4: right uh, sketch do you have anything uh, any other questions for EJ
3: Wow eight people that's that's <laughs> impressive that's very <laughs> impressive do you hire a lot of freelance to kind of fill in the gaps every now and then?
1: We do have some freelance to help in free in the gaps, but it's more on uh technical side, right uh, So all the main ideas uh, we handle in-house. And when it comes to something like maybe a print ad or something or something like something on the side, that's that's something where we freelance.
3: Right. What about translations for the, for the subtitles? Translations for the
1: subtitles? Well, it depends. Um, Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll does their own subs, but a lot of the translations we do in-house as well.
3: Okay. I was, I was wondering if in those eight people you had translators. <laughs> we, yeah, um, you'd kind of have to, you know, <laughs> language barrier. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh,
1: everyone in the office here either speaks or understands Japanese. Um, I'm currently learning Japanese right now, so I'm about maybe 50% comprehensive.
4: <laughs> You're You're really actually good.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Your Japanese actually sounded pretty good at uh, AB when you were talking with the with the, the director of uh, Sword Art. Uh, so,
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. L- I'm trying. I'm like <laughs> I'm really trying to get there. Um, uh, on a side note, uh, my Japanese right now is like sort of basic.
6: Mm-hmm. So I
1: can't really say, you know, like um, I can't really give a business presentation, but I could give more like simple sentences and, and stuff like that.
4: Right. Well, hey, it's probably better than the three of us here, so, like uh, Jose said. So <laughs> that's more than uh, that's more than any of us can say.
3: You know, I'm embarrassed at the amount of Japanese I don't know after taking so much in classes. <laughs> but,
1: but, like, I always say this as an example. Uh, for example, if I'm in a presentation, I can't look at a pie chart and say, uh, 50% of our demographic here is blah, blah, you know,
3: blah, blah. I could more say, like, this is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's yeah. the important information, right? They don't know it's a circle. <laughs> Since uh, you mentioned demographic, I am actually interested in that. Uh, what What are your primary buying demographics?
1: Primary buying demographics? Well, I um, guess that would depend it, on the show. <laughs> yeah, it all depends. Yeah, on yeah, the,
3: it would depend on the show.
1: So, uh, for example, you could you could see where um a show like Der La, La La, um it's actually more female based. Um but when it comes to show like uh Sword Art it's more male based. So it really depends on the title, but we do promote from anywhere from young adult to to uh basically uh grade school kids because um even though grade school kids can't uh, can't promote, I mean can't purchase or ask have to ask their parents, they do love the streaming. So um, going back to your main question, it's really based on title, but we don't discriminate, we promote to everyone pretty much.
3: That just reminds me of uh Card Fight Vanguard and uh Bushy Road. Yes. They got those going on.
1: Yes. Uh, as um if, if you guys seen before um in some of our products we do have some limited edition Weiss uh, sports cards
6: Weiss
1: mm-hmm. um sports is in association with bushi road so um we've been doing a collaboration with them where um with our limited editions you guys can get a limited edition Weiss sports card um yeah uh, so far, Weiss Schwartz here in the U.S., there is the Sword Art and Fate, and I believe there's a Modica one, too. I'm not sure, um, but uh, those are now available thanks to Bushiroad here in the U.S.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but you <laughs> brought up streaming earlier. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you with uh, digital download, such as iTunes and Vudu and Hulu, or not Hulu, uh, Xbox video becoming more and more prevalent, I feel. Uh, how does Anaplex plan to approach all these uh, digital distribution? Because I, I, I've seen a couple of things on iTunes. I haven't seen much. I, I know modica's up there and Blue Exorcist is up there, but not mm-hmm. much beyond that.
1: Um, we're working with the other um, streaming sites uh, besides uh, iTunes. We also have uh, a lot of shows available for rent on the PlayStation Network. So you can catch uh, a lot of our shows, like you mentioned before, Blue Exorcist, Modica they're on there, including some other titles, including uh, Gurren Lagann. And um, really, it's here. Uh, it's working at, with the negotiations on the deal conditions for uh, these titles. Um, we do want to see um, our stuff out there more. Hopefully, we can get it to uh, other streaming sites, because right now, um, most of our titles are on Hulu, Daisuke, Crunchyroll, and Crackle. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, again, bringing up Daisky, uh, Daisuke is a joint collaboration with a bunch of other Japanese companies. Uh, what do you what do you see for its future, and uh, what do you think this means for our domestic anime industry?
1: Well, we hope uh, Daisuke, um is very successful. Um, our titles are on there, and we just want to make sure that uh, their, like, fans here in the U.S. are able to watch it through like, any and every venue, and since Daisuke is a new venue, um, we hope the fans can watch our shows through Daisuke as well.
2: Now, the thing that interests me about Daisuke is the, the international effort, where it seems uh, where, where, as far as I can tell, there are no region blocks on anything on Daisuke. Uh, how do you, uh, how do you think this is, do you think, um, some of you guys are going to start marketing series a little more, uh, overseas and in, in countries that maybe don't speak English or, uh, cause all I've seen so far is just stuff with English subtitles.
1: Well, um, it all depends on the licensing agreements. Um, right now, most of our titles, uh, we're only allowed to promote in the English speaking territories. Um, besides, for example, Australia pretty much uh mad Men uh, there in Australia or other companies like that, they have the rights to the Anaflex titles there. Um, we're mostly responsible here in North America in us, Canada, and Mexico.
6: All right, okay. um, um
4: actually, I got something uh, for you guys. um going back to sword art really quick,, uh, it seems that. Uh, the voices of Kirito and Asuna, uh, Bryce Papenbrook and Jeremy Lee, they've been doing the national tour for Sword Art for the better part of, I'd say about almost a year now. So, um, was that in the cards all along or was it just that coincidental? Because, I mean, we saw them make the, uh, be there for the grand uh, reveal of Sword Art for Tsunami at uh, Anime Boston.
1: Uh, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit from column B. Mm. Um, we... We really wanted to bring uh, Bryce and Jeremy out to the conventions where we were debuting Sword Art.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, for example, we brought Bryce out to uh, Sakura-Con when we did the announcement of the dubcast. Right. And, then, and of course, the tsunami announcement, at Anime Boston. And it just sort of snowballed once fans started finding out, hey, these are the voice actors. Um, let's start inviting them. So the original plan was really... For them to come with us to uh, like four or five conventions, Mm -hmm. but eventually conventions on their own started inviting them, and um, they they gladly accepted. So um, the sword art world, (laughs) the U.S. tour, like became a beast of itself.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I I just remember seeing Bryce and just interviewing him right after the um, Anaplex you guys Anaplex industry panel. First uh-huh. of all, that was probably the most excited I have ever heard you at any panel. It's like, yes, we got to sort our tsunami, woo! You know, and you even had the uh, stuff from uh, from William Street. It looked like to uh, do that as well.
1: Yeah, we were um, super excited the minute we found out, and then it was hard. It's like knowing a secret, but you want to tell everybody like right away, right? Right. And and the the minute we saw that video. The custom- made video they did for us for anime Boston. Mm-hmm. we we were just like ready to like explode. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I tell this story a lot, but this is uh, something that actually was a lot is a lot of fun for me to continually recount. Um, first of all, seeing Bryce just smiling ear to ear, you know, nonstop in the interview that I did with him right after. And then I was actually sitting two seats away from Jeremy Lee, and uh, she was, you know, bouncing up and down with glee as well. So, uh, that, so yeah, that was a lot of fun, and uh, that actually, you know, really did make a difference to them, like, in a humongous way. I have a question about those videos, because this
2: isn't the first... Uh, well, Anime Boston seemed to be the first time that you guys approached Toonami uh, to make the video. But you've also done it for Blue Exorcist now. Um, how do you go about, you know, approaching Toonami or William Street to make these videos, or do do they approach you and ask you for stuff, or...? How does how does that work? So you guys get that you premiere that early.
1: Um, it's more of uh, uh, work with our licensors. We have an in-house licensor here who uh, visits uh, Adult Swim, and then they like go, "Hey, here are the titles. Uh, check them out." Um, and it's really up to Toonami um, which titles they want to show for their block. Um, but uh, for custom made. Uh, custom-made items like that, it's its a really uh, negotiations on both sides. Um, we kindly asked them, hey, is it possible we can announce this? Or And then we sort of bounce ideas. Um, how can we announce it? Is there a way we can make more impact? And um, when they actually gave us a suggestion about the video, and then when we saw it, we were just like, you know, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> like especially growing up as a tsunami fan, just hear, to hear Sarah talk about your title and make it specific to your panel. You're just you're just like you're just super super juiced.
3: <laughs> you
1: know, like like someone threw something at you and you became like, you know, instant like Super Saiyan three.
3: <laughs> but you still had eyebrows.
4: Yes. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> actually along those lines uh, how did you guys get the ball going rolling uh with regard to uh you know getting shows on tsunami because i remember you guys had a poll uh back in february of last year saying hey what would you guys like to see on tsunami and it felt like that might have been the th- um you know the like a small catalyst but how did you guys actually manage to do it
1: um um uh, like i mentioned before um uh, it's really up to Toonami to decide, mm-hmm. so um, usually we go, we go to visit them um, at the Toonami office and say, hey, here are our titles, you know, and sometimes, you know, it, it really depends on them, sometimes they, because we show all the titles, like a list of titles, and sometimes they get back to us quickly, sometimes it takes a couple months, um, it's, really, it's really up to them, Um, but a lot of this does happen like months before, um, it's not something that, uh, we could say, Hey, this is coming out next week. Do you want to like, you know, show it next week? So this definitely takes like months of planning and, and like, uh, negotiations and decision making. Mm -hmm. So for something like sword art, we definitely, um, we definitely uh, approach them and um, show them the titles. We show them a list of titles, unless, unfortunately, I can't let you know which titles we showed them.
4: Of course not. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Darn. I've
4: turned <laughs> off the recording device.
2: You can do it
1: now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely um, months in the making. Um, it's definitely not something that happens overnight. Uh, we definitely, uh, I say, I'm saying definitely a lot, uh, <laughs> but we're, we're trying our best to make sure that like the fans get to see the title, um, um, on tsunami as many shows as we can. Um, so hopefully fans will be able to enjoy Blue Exorcist, um, in addition, uh, right after Sword Art finishes.
4: Oh, they will. Blue Exorcist is awesome. I've been telling people left and right. You are going to love Blue Exorcist. <laughs> so um, it's it's that awesome a show. And unless
2: you guys have any more questions, I think we're going to move it on to fan questions.
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm tapped out.
3: Sketch. Uh, I think I have a question that is also one of the fans' questions. So we'll see. Let the let the fan questions roll in. If they don't do it, then maybe I'll bring it up.
4: All right. Okay. So uh, Jose, you want me to start with this one?
2: Um. Sure. If you if you got one queued up, I have one queued up already.
4: Yeah, I got uh, I got a couple queued up. So, okay. So, uh, EJ, the big noise about Toonami right now is Space Dandy, which is a uh, the first we've ever seen of a simul dub premiering on TV, and actually it premieres here in the U.S. before it does in Japan. If you've been uh, keeping up with Toonami, mm-hmm. so um, fr- at Frank Full Metal over Twitter says if Space Dandy is successful. Do you think a simul dub and world premiere of Sword Art Online Two would be possible? Ooh.
5: Hmm. Ooh.
4: Yes, yeah, heavy. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty heavy. That's 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 a good idea. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. it's a possibility, but um, as you guys know, um, they only announced the new season, so we're not sure of the release dates.
4: Yeah, what was it like two weeks ago or something?
1: Uh they first uh announced uh Sword Art 2 on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. Ah yeah. Yeah. They they said it's coming in 2014, but we we don't know when it's coming in 2014. Um as uh that's a good idea. Um it's a possibility. Um but I'm not sure um like we really just gotta find out the dates first. Once we find out the dates, then we can get more of a solid, solid grasp of like if this is possible on tsunami. Mm-hmm.
4: See if well, it's yeah, logistically heard it here, possible.
1: Frank metal if they do it, it's because you said it. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> EJ's intrigued.
1: Yes, this you know definitely raises the eyebrow. You know, first you had my interest. right, first you had my curiosity. Now you have my interest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> good, good, good quote.
4: So, uh, Jose, take it away.
2: All right, uh, from at DJ Deuces. Uh, why do TV shows get dubs, but movies don't? And that's not true for all movies, by the way. Uh, mm. But his example is Madoka has no dub for its films, but the TV series does have a rather excellent dub.
1: Um, it really depends on the deal conditions. Um, we go back and forth with uh, the the consortium um, there, there in Japan. Because uh, there's um, basically um, with these deal conditions, um, we have to find out like we're allowed to do this, we're not allowed to do this, and uh, sometimes and sometimes we have to comply, you know. So really, it's based on the deal conditions. Um, but if the fan, if uh, if the fans want it. Uh, let us know on our Facebook and our social networks um, that you guys want the Monica movies done. Uh a, a good portion, like you mentioned before, when we did the poll, is if fans let us know, we could show we could show um, the decision makers. You know, hey, here's some examples of people wanting wanting this. So, you know. I usually say it it depends on the deal conditions, but that that's how it is. Uh, So, you. Ah, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) okay. (laughs) But but definitely, we're hearing your requests, and you know uh, we want to make sure you guys get the best experience. So we'll try our best. So just let us know on our social networks and. Um, we'll try our best to get your requests in.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another one here from Blatch Zero. Okay. Uh, and I guess this is kind of early to tell, but what are the chances of Sword R Line extradition getting a dub?
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's uh, too early to tell, too, especially since uh, it just came out New Year's Day um, or New Year's Eve. So it's a little early. It's a possibility, um, but it's a little too early to tell. Um any any new news will definitely like let people know the minute we know. Um <laughs> so so I would say definitely check our social our social networks and the websites um for example for Sword swordart dot onlineusacom for the latest news on the specific tile you're looking for.
2: And I've got uh I'm going to rephrase this question a little bit. Okay. Adbos Danielle asks what is uh, Aniplex's most successful anime series slash franchise right now?
1: Aniplex Japan or Aniplex USA? Because um, <laughs> uh, Aniplex Japan has been out for a while, and I could throw titles out there including like Rony Kenshin. You know, that's always been good. Um, but if we're speaking specifically of uh, Aniplex uh, of America, there's actually a lot of titles that um, have been really good uh, for example Jalalala uh, Jalalala um, Jalala was really good of course Madoka Sword Art um, Oremo too Oramo is a good title but um, that all our tiles are good I mean for example the Monogatari series is good um, but the ones that are more known I would probably say Sword Art, Madoka, de la la la, just to say a few. Oh,
6: um,
1: oh, totally forgot! I slipped out of my mind. Gurren Lagon too. Mm-hmm. So,
4: the giant brick of the uh, of uh, Blu-ray set.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the DVD set, the brick of awesome, and the Blu-ray set, the cinder block of awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm just happy Madoka's up there.
4: Yeah, same here. It's a, it's such a good show, and a lot of us really want to see it on tsunami. So, so uh,
1: and cross our fingers. We yeah. hope.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: We're, so, we're crossing
2: um, them behind you, man. We really want that one. Exactly. If Sailor Moon ain't available, this is probably the next best thing. Probably, probably.
3: really open people's eyes to yeah. the kinds of stories that are available that they just don't even know about.
2: Yeah, because that was a big naysayer on that show. I'm like, Magical Girl, what?
1: Then I watched it, I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> I, I felt the same way, you know, spoiler alert, that, that third episode, and you're just like, what? Yes, <laughs> that is the point where everybody everybody's like... escalating quickly?
2: <laughs> that is the point where you marathon watch the rest of the show. You're like, okay, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. Yeah,
3: that's,
6: that's funny how it thing.
3: was when I was watching on Crunchyroll.
4: Yeah, the funny thing about that is... Um, I actually, that was actually the last episode I watched before I went to bed one night and I don't think I slept because I was like,
3: no, <laughs> that
6: was poor, and, poor,
3: yeah. poor decision. Exactly. You, just, you were already awake. You should have just plowed right through. <laughs> well, I did. Well, actually, this was before
4: I had the uh, second one, which I had to buy at Oticon that year. I pre-ordered the third one and I watched the middle four episodes on Crunchyroll just so I'd be ready for the last three, epi- last uh, four episodes.
2: Anyways, um, so um, back to questions. We have a, we have another. Uh, this question came up a lot, and I'm going to. Uh, so I'm not from everybody. You, from everybody, <laughs> uh, people want to know, you know, what is the reasoning behind some of the prices of Aniplex titles?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> we get that a lot too. Uh, well, well, as we mentioned before. Um, we, our, pricing, our pricing method really is to um, ensure that fans get the highest quality experience um, when it comes to a release. Um, that's why we put in uh, the stuff that's, that makes it unique. So, so for example, when we did the sword art releases, you get the, the postcard sets, you get the art books. And you get it in a really nice case. We want to make sure that, like, um, you really enjoy it, um, along, you get a good experience out of it. So, um, we just want to make sure that we give the products that we give is, like, the best of quality, that you don't just say, oh, hey, I have it, put it on your shelf. You, you know, you're, you're happy you own it. You, you're proud that you have it, um, and that, uh, that you look back on it and you go, oh, you know, this was a good purchase.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think the, the pricing structure is that out of wacky either, like some people would apply. Um, when I see Funimation do similar premium packaging, it's usually around the same price anyway, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really see the problem.
4: I don't either. Uh, it reminds me of an old uh, video game company called uh, Working Designs. And uh, if you play, if you're a fan of the original PlayStation, you'd remember games like uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. And it came with all kinds of extra stuff to give it a premium price, you know, like foil stamped uh, box art. They actually had full color manuals when everybody did only grayscale, you know, this, that and everything else. So,
1: you know, and besides Blu-rays and DVDs, um, a lot of our titles are available, um, as we mentioned before, streaming. So they could catch entire series on Hulu, Crunchyroll, Crackle, Dice-ski. Um They're all on there, in in addition to uh, PlayStation and also iTunes.
2: Right, and and most of these places are pretty much free. So I don't think you're depriving you anybody out, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but See, yeah, uh, we, we got that one a lot, so we rinse. had to ask.
4: Yeah, we had to. I was kind of nervous about asking that. <laughs> So, um actually um getting away from a fan question for a quick second. Uh you were a, a uh old school Tsunami uh fan like the rest of us CJ. Um what was your what were some of your favorite shows from Tsunami from back in the day?
1: Favorite shows from Tsunami. Mm-hmm.
4: Um
1: let's see. When they had the late night block, I loved 8MS team. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Of course, uh Samurai X. Um Let's see what other shows. Um, I always go back to the old school lineup, Thundercast Voltron. Cause cause Voltron was like the best for me. I, yeah. I had like the die the cast figures of Voltron one and Voltron Two.
6: Whoa. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: You know, yeah, it had like the car, the wheels on the car feet that actually like moved. So Whoa. <laughs> um let's see, other shows on Tsunami. Uh, even, even when it had uh, the, the run, when it had uh, Naruto and Bleach, um, those were some great shows on there too. Let's mm-hmm. see, trying to think of some other shows back from tsunami, mm-hmm. But definitely um, the era when it was like in the afternoon, like weekday afternoons, yes. and it ran Monday through Friday. And then they also had like the great AMVs. Um, that was definitely the era, like, I was like glued to Toonami.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, thank God they're back and they're still doing those AMVs.
4: Exactly. They just did one uh, this past week.
2: Yeah, like, I think Sword Art was in it. So, mm. free plug.
3: Yay. Yes. <laughs> <how>, free plug. <laughs> how stoked are you when you see Anaplex shows in those kinds of AMVs?
1: Um, you know,
3: as stoked as we get when we first
1: like get the announcement that it's going to be on tsunami, um, like when we see the promotions, the A and B's, the commercials, as well as like them posting uh, random gifts of our titles from on their Tumblr, um, you know, you get that little excitement inside. You're just like that little bit of juiced.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, and I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I, I guess our last question, unless Sketch or Jim, you have anything?
4: I'm tapped out.
2: <laughs> uh, is
3: the question asking about dubs? <laughs> okay.
2: No, no, you can go ahead, Sketch, <clears throat> if you have to. Uh,
3: okay. Well, I know a couple of people were asking this on uh, in the feedback, but I am also curious. Um, I know it since you brought up that uh, certain contracts allow and don't allow this, but is there, you know, kind of a... Uh, uh, how do I phrase this? There wouldn't necessarily be a method in determining this, but some shows get dubs, some shows don't. Is that is that just really contractual, or is there certain shows that you think are going to do better with dubs?
1: Um well, let's see. with with dubs, uh, really, it's based on title to title. Um, right. at, as, uh, as a debate here, it's um, we always want to look over and see what's the best venue to uh, release a title. Um, and it's a little bit of both. Um, one, it's one's part of the negotiations with uh, Japan. And two, it's us making sure that we're releasing the title through like, the best venue. Um, for, for example, um, not, not all titles, you know, um, can be pulled off with a dub. Um, I don't want to narrow one down, but like, yeah, so, sometimes like translations for a series, like might get lost. When you translate for uh, for an English speaking audience, mm-hmm. um, so that that might that might be considered too when it comes to like creating a dub. Like, will will the fans understand like if we translate this and uh, put it out with an English dub, or will the jokes like you know only stay within like its original language? So it's a mixture of things, but. Um, We really do consider that um, when it comes to making these decisions like for the dub. And we want to make sure that all our titles get the best venue it does.
3: Speaking of the venues, uh, have there been times when you didn't necessarily plan on dubbing a show, but a venue wanted the show, and therefore you decided to dub it for that venue?
1: (laughs) Well... As far as I've been working at Anaplex of America, um, I haven't seen an example. Everything has been uh, uh, pre-planned. Um, there hasn't um, there hasn't been a case like we're we're going to put this out tomorrow. Okay, can you dub it? Like, um, so um, I haven't seen like an emergency dub this now.
3: <laughs> like, example. that's not quite what I mean, but. You know, like you're, you're pitching shows to various venues and you have these shows. So do you plan on dubbing something before you pitch it to certain venues or I imagine it's a little this or that?
1: Um, it really depends.
3: Um, we, we do
1: preview the show and sometimes we have our doubts, but we really got to check out how are the fans' reactions to it as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, if, you know, we could have our doubts, but if we see that the fans really enjoy it, then we'll definitely put a dub into consideration.
2: All uh, okay. Uh, unless there's anything else, I think it's time to start wrapping it up. Last question. Uh, What do you think uh, Toonami means overall for the domestic anime industry? Uh, Not just Aniplex, but but for everybody. And what would you like to see in the future from Toonami?
1: Well, Toonami has been very important for um, the anime industry. um, Just as the fact that the the demand is out there. Um, We definitely like to see Toonami grow. And hopefully be more than just one night. Well, speaking for myself, um, I definitely want to see Toonami grow, and you know, become more than just one night, um, because really, there's a lot of good shows out there, and um, you could only and you could only show so many shows within the, the four-hour block or four well, twelve to six, eleven thirty-six. So, um, the six-hour block that they have. So hopefully we really want to see Toonami grow and come back to its heydays of when it was, when it was showing like five days a week. That's our hope.
2: <laughs> All righty. EJ, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us.
1: Definitely. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys so much.
4: <laughs> thank you. I hope to see you at Anime Boston, EJ.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, is it okay if I can do some plugins? Go, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely.
5: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
1: Definitely uh, for you guys out there who are following Anaplex, Our next couple events, um, we will have a panel at Anime Boston. Um, we'll also be at Kawaii Con and Sakura Con. This is all coming up within the springtime. See you at Sakura
4: Con, <laughs> just in time for the spring season.
1: Yes, and uh, definitely check us out if you want the latest information on all our titles. Check out our main website at anaplexusa.com. Um, it's the gateway to all our titles, and it'll lead you to all your um, um, all the websites for our other titles, including Blue Exorcist, Sword Art, and including our new stuff like Kill a Kill and Samurai Flamenco.
4: People are going nuts for Kill a la Kill. <laughs>
1: you should probably also
2: follow at Anaplex USA on Twitter.
4: Yes.
1: Yes, and Facebook as well. Slash Aniplex USA.
2: Alrighty. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been a blast. Thanks for giving us a look inside
1: Aniplex. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much at the Toonami Faithful Podcast. Mm-hmm. All righty. All right. Hopefully next time won't take another year. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we gotta let the soil re-till itself. So. Uh. <laughs> so EJ is coming back next week no (laughs) EJ a regular cast member (laughs) appreciate you guys absolutely
0: and we're back Lance, it's your time to shine, buddy.
6: <laughs>
0: well, uh, I'm not really sure how to start with this, really. Um, well, basically, I've uh, I've been in art college. Uh, well, I've been in art college uh, years ago. Uh, majored in animation, like in the sheer naivete of like how you know how to get cartoons on TV and whatever. And I just kind of figured, well, like oh, well, maybe Cartoon Network could be able to do what they did back in the day. Which was uh, something called What a Cartoon Show, which they showcased a lot of pilots for potential shows, which, you know, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, uh, Courage and Cowardly Dog, and many others, like, you know, got their start. And apparently they uh, were trying to do the same thing, uh, you know, a few years back uh, called Cartoon Institute, but that kind of fell through. I was kind of wondering, like you know, maybe one day in the future, maybe not immediately, uh, Toonami might, you know, adopt that idea. You know, have people like online, like uh, submitting uh, their own pilots for potential shows, potential original action shows to be made. Um, I kind of thought it was like, you know, it'd be kind of a cool idea if you know they had the budget and you know if they uh, if they need some new new shows in their schedule and not be fully anime. So, Uh,
2: do do you want me to go with logistics or just run with the idea? Uh,
0: Whatever you prefer.
2: Well, because <laughs> logistically, I, I would say no to that show. Yeah, uh, just because it, it one, it would probably cost a lot, and two, like uh, you don't want just random guys from the internet suggesting shows and pitching stuff, um, especially if if these are supposed to be pilots like you just it's not a good way to go about that however i, I don't mind shorts or whatever being shown on toonami like that i think would be really cool like what Kickheart did more or less right like kickhart and uh, king
5: star king
2: and king star king and all those
6: that would Rage be really star cool
2: <laughs> that would be really cool to do but at the same time it's just like i i don't know if they could dedicate a half hour to that what i was always thinking is that they would always have like Short animations from like some of the greatest Japanese directors in between like commercial breaks or, or uh, special events or whatever. Mm, they kind of did that before, I think. From like yeah, from like um, like maybe a short from the Animatrix or a short from Neo Tokyo or a short from Memories. I guess um, Memories yeah. this hasn't been dubbed, <clears throat> which is a problem.
6: <laughs> um
2: But yeah, just stuff like that. That would be that would be cool. But again, just logistically, I understand how hard it is to do that stuff and. Because you have to, that means you're constantly licensing, constantly licensing, or you're constantly going, starting from scratch on a new thing or getting new stuff. And uh, just the logistics of that is very difficult if you don't have like a Cartoon Network sized budget where they were able to pay for that type of thing with, you know, with what a cartoon.
0: Mm. Well, I just kind of figured like, you know, people just do so in their own time with their own abilities, maybe with their own team or something. But, eh, well. I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of like uh, things that could be you know improved upon for that, but uh.
3: oh, so you mean people who can actually animate things themselves? Yeah, I was
0: kind of going with that, really.
2: But, well, see, the problem is again like people submitting stuff. There's a lot of legal, like just people submitting stuff to a network. There's a lot of legal stuff that goes in there, mm. and to just take something, it, it's it's kind of a. Like I think Adult Swim has even done this years ago and it ended up legally not I don't want to say backfired on them, it would have backfired on a lot of
3: the creators of that stuff. Well, I remember Korgoth.
2: Korgoth wasn't one of them. That was that was internal.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's a completely different game to do internal projects and getting animators from wherever to work on them and then having animators submit stuff that they make themselves on their own time on their own budget because they can't just play that stuff. It's not public domain.
2: And plus you could royally screw like, and Curtain Network would be fully in their rights to royally screw over anything uh, that got sent to them. Mm. And, you Um, know, I don't, I don't see Toonami wanting to have that malicious image, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it would, I mean, it would be cool just to see animations from, established people or, or just cool stuff and it's really not the it, like everybody thinks it's super difficult to oh man i gotta i gotta do this all over the internet and hope i get discovered i'm like that's not really the way to do it you collaborate with people these people will yeah. always want to help out with you um and i'm sure adult swim could could do their own framework but again just logistically that would be expensive yeah but let's go well, let's ignore logistics i guess and just have fun <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what would you like to see from this besides maybe maybe not just from animators online? Maybe, well, actually, maybe from animators online. Do, are there any animators online that you think would pitch a cool short
0: or something that they oh. would do in a in a neat style there? There's 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 like a lot of, you know, potentially good animators. Well, actually, no, no, no just there's a ton of animators online that like have uh, that shown a lot of you know great potential, you know, having their own things uh, shown on TV. Uh, but, like you know, obviously, it's all, you know, online only. Uh, like Kerberfer with his own tome series, uh, he immediately comes to mind because he's gotten a good track record getting episodes uh, being made for his uh, for his YouTube channel and uh, other like you know animators. Uh, I guess I don't know. There's, there's just like so many to go through. Like uh, that, that's that's all over like YouTube and Newgrounds and everywhere else. There's just so many to count. Uh, there's just a lot of untapped potential that I that I could see uh, you know coming from them if uh, they had you know a bigger budget like a, a bigger team to work with and so on and so forth
2: um yeah and i understand that like I, red minus is one of my personal favorites mm-hmm. um he he draws in a very like the style he draws in kind of looks like anime but it also looks like american so i i really like that style and i would probably make maddox 35 and a half or whatever yeah, in that if he that's was on board, go down one day. that's gonna actually happen when I'm rich and famous and have bajillions of dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs>
5: Don't worry it about needs it, to B- the top. Yeah, yeah. We hey, we can say we started from the bottom and made it to the top for real.
0: But I honestly wouldn't mind uh, you know pitching my own series as well. But uh, it's deny. I, I, I can just keep on dreaming, I guess. It's been, <laughs> been like 17 years and whatever, but eh, one day maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, because. Take it from somebody who's actually in this industry you it doesn't happen overnight you yeah you just, i figure it's failure after failure after failure after failure yeah. after failure um and then it's like all right i got a success go back to failures <laughs> um, yeah I heard, I heard a lot of those stories yeah it's it's just the way it kind of happens in this industry and mm. that's uh, but also that's how the people the people who get to keep doing this stuff i mean my favorite story is uh brian grazer who's a producer uh, he he was one of the producers on um, A Beautiful Mind, and he had just won an Oscar. Like the night before he went to a pitch meeting, he had just won an Oscar for Beautiful Mind. So it was like, all right, I got this on the I got this in the bag. I'm gonna go pitch it to the studio. We're gonna make this movie. He pitched it to the studio. Studio rejected it. Every single studio after that rejected it. Didn't want to do it. So it was like, wow, this Oscar did nothing for my career. I'm back to failures. <laughs> And that's kind of how it is in this industry. It's just like you know you you just hope that you can keep going and keep making stuff, yeah, and you know the cool thing is never to get discouraged that That's the one thing I think people get hung up on. It's like, "Oh man, my favorite show failed., oh, I gave up.
0: And no, you just you move on. Oh the hell like a
5: journey don't stop believing yeah well
0: look 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 at the revival of tsunami. like that's pretty much just a success story in itself. Well, like, imagine
2: if, like, the, the death of Toonami meant so much to Jason and Gil and everybody over there that they were just like, fuck it, I quit William Street. Would have never seen Toonami again. Mm. So, you know, that's, that's more the attitude I wish people would have when their show gets canceled. Like, ah oh, man, it got canceled. Let's try to save it, maybe. Let's, let's write a letter. Let's buy, you know, show that we do support it. But once it, it seems clear that there really isn't much going to happen with the show,
0: it's time to just let it go. It's possible. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, constantly getting rejected uh, from your job applications, and you just got to keep trying, got to keep trying. Just keep it on that. I've been. I, is
4: reje- rejection is life. Life is rejection. I mean, I'm a voiceover guy, and what do I get most of the time? You know, 80% of the time I hear no. It's the 20% that keeps me solvent and keeps me uh, going.
2: Yeah. Actors probably have it worse than anybody else. Actors probably go to more auditions than. Anybody? Oh,
0: like, I, I pretty much know. I've got a friend who's pretty much an aspiring voice actor. who's was uh, pretty much trying his damnedest to get himself known. But you uh, eh, just yeah. got to keep
2: trying, really. It's just no, 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 no. But the cool Even thing if about If you it,
3: win an Emmy, it's still not going to get your work.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> the cool thing about uh, the, this day and age, though, is that I know we're kind of going off track here. But yeah. I feel like this is actually a very interesting track of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, the cool thing about the world we live in today is that even though you know we have failure after failure after failure we can still do our little side projects like i've been very lucky that I, I i have work i keep finding work uh but i get to keep i get to do stuff like this podcast and i get to do stuff like opp japan on the side while i continue to look for work and fail in something or keep doing something but i have all these other things to keep me occupied and it's keeping me in front of people and I think that's the attitude that people in, in the, who are new to this industry need to take up like while I'm not working I need to keep myself busy mm-hmm. so much. I'm going to yeah. go do something even if nobody listens like just fucking do it
5: well this is my little sanctuary and it just keeps me from punching people in the face
4: that's better. <laughs> 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 it's like Darrell all of a sudden just you know turns away it's like man that was a great podcast hey
6: Darrell bam <laughs> see we
4: stop
2: him from doing that because <laughs> he takes that out on us and that's I mean that's a, that's a really cool attitude to have but back to this uh, show idea before I yeah. go off the rails again um, again ignoring logistics because logistically I would just say Tsunami would need a much bigger budget to make that happen yeah uh, I would love to see shorts from like Red Minus uh, paired up with shorts from like uh, Yashua- Yashuaki Yashiaki Kawajiri Sorry, I mispronounced Wicked his name City. there, everybody. Wicked City, Ninja Scroll... Well, specifically The Running Man, but Running Man's over at Liquid Television now.
6: Yeah. Which... Urgh. Urgh.
2: Well, I'm happy that they brought Liquid Television back, but that's a totally different story. But I, I love that short, and I wish Toonami would air it, because it actually does have an English dub. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would love for them to pick up stuff like Ohio, which is one of um, Satoshi Kone's shorts, and... Uh, other stuff like that. It would it would be a it would be a time and a half. It's all wishful thinking, really. Yeah. And I guess we've gone long enough, probably with the interview included. Mm-hmm. So, uh, does anybody else have anything to add, or are we are we good on this? Could never happen, but hey, we <laughs> can dream.
5: I'm just a voice monkey. So <laughs> anything. I, I think I'm just some muscle.
3: Gonna take somebody with a vision and money. Especially money. Yeah, the money part's more important. Maybe we yeah, can yeah. talk the Bill Gates. The money part's way more important, unfortunately. Yeah. Money makes the world go round. Especially
2: in this industry. <laughs> Any what industry, really. Yeah, it's the it's people. People, I hate when people are like, "Oh man, artists shouldn't work for money." It's like, "Bitch, how do you think we eat?" Yeah. Hey. Exactly.
5: How do you think I pay my bills? With <laughs> stamps. I, I I draw
2: for people. I know how
6: it is. <laughs>
2: like i mean i i mean I, I do this podcast for free i pay for it out of my own pocket but um, you
4: know you it, said with clenched teeth <laughs> yeah uh
2: but you know i don't I, I don't go out and edit for free most of the time opp japan is like kind of my one exception um i don't i don't work for free anymore i don't uh, i make very rare exceptions for when i work for free nowadays and sure
4: you were to be mentioning that the project
2: opp japan Mm-hmm.
4: That I work for free. Are you sure to be mentioning that in the podcast? Yeah, I don't okay. Want,
2: th- th- I, everybody knows I work for free on, on OPP oh. Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I, I
4: was that thinking uh, working that. on OPP Japan. What's up? Just working on OPP Japan. I thought that was still secret. But <laughs> that I work on it? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Well That's definitely. Not that's not secret. Okay. <laughs> that's his reason for. That's my reason for leaving you, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> um, so sketch, uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Huh? I, I uh, thought you were yeah. saying something.
5: <laughs> nope. No, sketch wasn't saying anything. He was just being a douche. All right, love you, sketch.
2: All right, oh, I, I guess uh, I guess that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> uh, and let's go ahead and start signing off. So, uh, T-shirts are now $12, plus they come with Nerdcore Absolution Volume 1 for free. Please ask about bigger and smaller sizes. Uh, please visit ToonamiFaithful.com slash donate to donate to this podcast. And, you know, click on all of our ads and whatnot. Please rate, and review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. And we're also on Zoom for the three of you out there. <laughs> like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at TunamiPodcast, and follow our Tumblr account at TunamiFaithfulOfficial tumblr.com and please visit our podcast site podcast.tonamifaithful.com for all the old episodes of the podcast
0: and without further ado uh lance where yes. can everybody find you uh basically i'm known as sorcerer lance altogether s-o-r-c-e-r-e-r-l-a-n-c-e at uh, pretty much deviantart twitter tumblr uh almost you name it
2: and i want to thank you again for coming on the show the reason he is on the show ladies and gentlemen is because he donated to jerry gelb uh, i won't reveal the exact amount of how much he donated but if you would like to be on the show or if you would like to help out a voice actor in need we have some fabulous prizes we're willing to give to you uh please visit tinyurl.com jerry donate 25 dollars, you get to pick the topic 50 you get to pick the topic and come on this show 100 bucks you send that to steve bloom and you send that to us you get to pick the topic, be on the show, and Steve Bloom does a little voiceover for you. And uh, this is a guy who really could use a better quality of life. He's a fellow voice actor uh, with Steve and all of our friends in LA, and we wish him the best. And once you have, once you pay your amount, please take a screenshot of your receipt and send that over to J E A R G U M E D O at ToonamiFaithful.com, and if you pay $100, make sure you send that to me and to Steve Bloom, his website, SteveBloomVoices.com. Look for the Contact Us link. All right, and I guess without further ado, Jim, where can they find
4: you? You can find me at zero ZeroAlocard27 on Twitter, and you can also find me on Unicentury on Tumblr. That's U-N-I-C-E-N-T-U-R-Y.tumblr.com been putting a little bit of work in my Tumblr page, so I'm hoping that uh, makes it a little bit more entertaining and hit-worthy for you people.
5: Yes, it is, Jim. I love reading your articles. Thank you. Darrell, um, where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Samurai 7 at Twitter, and if you want to tumble with me, you can do that at dot 7tumblrcom And if you have any hate mail, you can send that to Darrell Maddox at tsunamipapal.com and sketch future host of the show where can they find you
3: uh Another you can rock. always find me roaming around twitter at sketch 1984. and i guess that
2: brings us to me unless you had other places you want to plug or podcasts.
3: uh nobody goes to my tumblr but sketch 1984.tumblr.com i'm willing to take your questions and i'm also on uh, ask.fm uh, backslash sketch 1984 i think that's how that's formatted ask me questions it's fun i answer he does no more things about nazis <laughs> at and least not until black lagoon starts
6: <laughs>
2: oh uh, slight spoilers uh, cool. i guess <laughs> Brunhilde. what what anime doesn't have nazis these days <laughs> <laughs>
5: Pretty much all of them. Yeah. Helsing for tsunami. <laughs> Let's yes. do it. would be <laughs> awesome. One hour Helsing.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. Not happening. At least uh-huh. not for a while.
5: Oh man, it'd be so cool if
3: they did it around fall. They play one of those movies a week. Yeah. Dude, if they did like a Halloween
2: marathon, mm-hmm. that would oh. kick ass. Anyways, enough. Not- <laughs> enough fantasizing. Uh, you can find me at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Tumblr at J-E-A-R-G-U-M-E-D-O.tumblr.com. Please follow Tsunami News and Tsunami Podcast. Visit our website, ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, it has been so much fun hosting the show. I'm really sad to be leaving for the next two months or so. Uh, but I know the show is going to be in very good hands with Sketch hosting.
0: We'll miss you. Um, no, you I won't. won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss him. Yeah, because I have a lot work. work. <laughs> yep, all the editing, everything.
3: <laughs> this used to be you guys to get a man. OPP I would just show up and talk, and now I
6: gotta
2: <laughs> do <laughs> stuff. Yep. uh But now it's uh, now it's you know, kind of time for me to go. uh The one thing I do want to plug, and and well, two last things I want to plug since I won't be here for the next two months. uh OPP Japan comes out in March really looking forward to it it's the reason I'm not going to be here uh super ecstatic about the project I hope you guys enjoy it we have big plans to premiere it and distribute it uh whether or not those are all going to come through is really coming down to the wire here and uh, we are working our asses off on this movie trust me we are really working on it uh, and the other thing I want to plug uh, it's not really something that I, I try not to bring real world issues into the podcast but since this kind of affects our podcast I thought I'd go ahead and bring it up um, net neutrality
6: mm-hmm. it
2: has been struck down by the courts uh, we need the internet to be free and open so that uh, our show isn't changed or stuff like that Like we're not, we're not throttled for, no, not censored, I wouldn't say censored not throttled so that we're given the same priority as Netflix uh, that nobody has more priority over the, another web service and Netflix and companies like Google are behind net neutrality so there is a whitehouse.gov petition please go sign it to get the government's attention and this is legally Uh this is not a Republican or Democrat issue or anything like that, this is keep the internet free and open and uh, do what's best in your interest because this, is, this affects all of us this,
5: this will you a your point deal. people
4: do not let the angry old men take care take over the internet like they've tried so many times the past few years.
5: Yep. Exactly.
4: Alrighty,
2: and that is officially my piece. It's been so much fun to host the show. I know Sketch is going to do a great job. Uh, see you guys in hopefully April. Uh, I will for sure see you all in May when we do the Momocon panel. And for the last time, for a while, peace. We're out.
6: Deuces!
3: Welcome to your nightmare. He's going to
2: like it. Don't ruin my show sketch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would never.
2: kind of paused really long with that, never.
4: Welcome to my nightmare.
6: <laughs> I do this. Like like yeah, it. a little.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. My name is Jose Ericka Meadow, and with me tonight is...
5: Hey, Samurai DeRail Maddox. And shit (laughs) and joining us is shit
4: i went over (laughs) this
3: with you sketch i know you did but it uh, let's try
4: that one more time Uh,
3: god damn it sketch i was thinking of something witty to say and it caught me too soon
2: (laughs) we'll try that one more time
0: great start